The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and special guest appearance for this intro only, my little sister, Maddie. What's up, guys? We are very excited. Um, Maddie actually came to visit me. We've had quite the weekend. What, what are, what's your highlight and your low light of this past weekend? I really liked going to Zoe. Good. Um, Just like... Just hanging out with me. I've been in to LA so many times, so like I've done like a lot of the you know yeah, things to do. We don't do like the touristy stuff. Yeah, we don't do that stuff. It's just fun going around to like coffee shops and like going out to eat and shopping, of course. Yeah, it's done so, a lot of shopping. She got the yeah. same bag as me, but it's whatever. We're gonna move on. Okay, let's just She also stop has been really stepping up her Instagram game. Yeah, I have been. I've been trying pretty hard. Um it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a low light? Probably not. What does that mean? Like a high and a low. Oh, a high yeah. and a low. Wow. I'm always positive about everything. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go ahead and share my high and my low. Um, So uh, I don't really know how we got on this, but it was just felt it just felt right. You know, I feel like my high would be we've had some great few past few days. My sister booked a flight last second. That's why I asked Taylor if he even knew, because I actually didn't even really know. I just got a text that she booked a flight and. That was that. So well, I didn't know, like, me and Rachel are always so busy at work, so I we didn't realize that next week we had planned months in advance that we had off. So then I looked at the schedule, I was like, wait, Rachel, we're both off next week. So I booked a flight to LA, and she's coming in today, so we're going to go meet her for dinner tonight, and she's What's my mentor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we also have... No, back to my high and my low. Oh, sorry. Thanks for bringing it over to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My high, we've had some great bonding times. Um, honestly, probably the mall yesterday was really funny. My low. Oh my gosh, that was pro- that was probably my high. It was just the things that we were saying. Maddie met her match with a friend of mine. They love the punny the joke things. Friend. Yeah. So, anyways, um, my low would be that I literally had. Okay, so my house is like. I mean, honestly, t- uh, to anyone else, my house is not even messy. Like it's just I'm like very organized and clean and whatever. But I've been off my routine because Maddie's been in town, and then like my house is like messy, and I've just been go go go. Like I haven't had like any time to just like do laundry or like have everything organized and whatever I just don't do well when I'm off my routine I literally go crazy so I had like a mini freak out yesterday because I was just going wild like oh my gosh I wanted to like die and I'm like so tired so that was kind of rough but other than that it's been a really good it's been a good time you know Maddie's just on her phone so yeah (laughs) hang up and hang out hang up that's our thing we do hang up and hang out but the (laughs) only person who ever says hang up and hang out is the person who just put their phone down like that's always how it works it's like they've been on their phone for 30 minutes we'll all be on our phone then hopefully put it down and be like hey guys hang up and hang out yeah, and we're like okay. always yeah yeah no 100 percent. and all of a sudden you're like hey okay trying to talk to them trying to talk to them and then they get off the phone and they go okay like you wanted to talk to me it's like yeah i did want to talk to you the last 30 minutes i've been trying to talk to you which you've been i literally did that the other day and i like fell asleep after like i'm not kidding i was like get off your phone and then i was like napping after it's like actually ridiculous i read this thing online which is kind of scaring me actually is i didn't i didn't notice this but they're saying it's an article that says that because of phone usage is so high that we're because our our head is now looking down as we walk you know as we yeah. hold our phones low our, our heads like tilted down and our spine is kind of protruding out and it's making these little bulges in our neck on Ew, spine. Yeah, i believe that it makes mm-hmm. sense because i'm thinking holy shit my posture has gone to shit I used to i'm trying best posture. i used to walk around and people would go that guy's got great posture i don't that guy yeah, that guy's got great posture. I've heard a lot about that too. No, it's for sure killing our posture. I think it's probably doing a lot. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about how I'm moving to LA? Um, no, because you say that all the time, and I just won't believe it until you're literally living here. So we're I not even going to talk how, there. Like, why you don't believe me this time? Because you've been saying her for four years. Okay, but I'm anyways, guys, yeah, we'll see. We'll see when that happens. Whatever. Hopefully, Maddie's moving here, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because I've got my hopes up for four years and I'm over it. Anyways, everyone, happy Fourth of July! I'm so excited for this holiday. Do I know what I'm doing as of right now as we're recording the intro on Tuesday? No, of course not. Will I know what I'm doing until maybe I'm on my way? Probably not. Fourth of July is always a very hard thing for me to plan. I feel like in LA it's very difficult and like people are just whatever. But it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. I hope you guys are having a great holiday or you're like off for the weekend listening to this, whatever. Today's episode is very exciting. It's kind of like a throwback to like things we've learned kind of thing. Um, it's with one of my friends, Nico. Nico is awesome. You're gonna hear like everything that he does a bunch about him I feel like we are like pretty open and honest in this episode and it was right after I'd gone back from a conference so I had a lot to say so I hope you guys enjoy this episode don't forget to join our secret Facebook group if you guys are not part of that you're missing out on half of the fun because we're always talking in there and it's a very positive uplifting group 
and very, very fun. Um, also, I will have everyone's Instagram link down below. My sister wants you guys to follow her. She just mouthed that <laughs> off of the thing. We also have a vlog from this past weekend if you guys want to see what we've been up to. It's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Elizabeth. It's so weird because a lot of you guys just listen to the podcast and you don't realize that like I have a YouTube channel. That's where I started. So it's kind of funny. So I do. Surprise, surprise. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. Okay. Hey, Nico. What's going on? Are you excited? Super pumped. We have actually been trying to record for like, I would say six months now at this point. Yeah, at least. But like seriously, two months. Yeah. Yeah. Where we've been like actually trying to schedule this out. Yeah, it, so. took, a, it took a bit. So this is a long awaited podcast. Who knows when it's going to go up because I have like eight recorded. So who knows? Mm. I'm glad that we're recording though. 100%. I mean, maybe by the time it's up, we'll have a second one mm-hmm. recorded. Probably. I feel like this one's going to be good. Yeah, I do too. This is a very, if you guys listen, I was just telling Nico, if you guys listen to the Ryan Canerney episodes, this is a very Ryan episode. He's basically a co-host of this podcast at this point. It's like not even. I mean, he's the man. I love Ryan. What a guy. We just FaceTimed him. How did we meet from Zoe Connect, your Connect group? 100%. Yeah. Connect group. Yeah, connect group. So he's also goes to Zoe. He knows like every single one of my friends because we have a lot of mutual friends. But do you want to give a little one minute bio? Little one minute bio, including my name? <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. All right. My name is Nico Ivanov from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've lived in LA for like four and a half years on team at Zoe Church, the head of production at the Valley location. Shout out to our pastors, Chad and Julia Veach. Um, I manage an artist out here in LA. I came up working in music and now I'm gunning for a partner in a company I'm helping build in New York, but, um, it's called Knox Media. So really just out here having fun living in LA. I'm 27 and just thankful. God is good. The other day, someone said something to me about you, like randomly, they were telling a story and then they said something about how like they haven't seen you in forever as if, like, you were dead. And I was like, guys, he's just at the Valley location. Like, they didn't realize, like, I guess where you had been. I was like, no, he's not dead. He's just at the Valley. <laughs> I was like, he's actually, like, head at the Valley. Like, he's, like, really there. I definitely, I mean, I obviously don't feel dead. But yeah. <laughs> but I definitely feel like I miss the L. Ray family. You know, yeah. it's like I talk about this with Kinerny. I talk about it with Tommy Two Guns, like, all the time. I'm like, yo. I feel like I haven't seen anybody in so long. So when there's like team leads meetings or anything like that, I try my best to show up to those every time. Yeah. Especially because I just want to like see everybody. That does suck now that there's a PM there because you can't go to the PMs at the LRA. I mean, I love the fact that we have a PM. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hopefully no leadership's listening. (laughs) Um, I love the fact that we have the PM because like there's no churches in the Valley that we know of that have PM services. So it's dope. But for the sake of like seeing the family and all the homies, like it is a little tough. But once we build the team, then I won't have to load out. So then I'll just be able to like. Oh, yeah. Oversee, make sure your squad is good, and then get to the eight. Head out. We have two campuses. Zoe's our church. We have two campuses. That's what we're referring to. By the way, if you guys didn't know. Um, okay, so we're going to do Hot Seat. Hot Seat is one of my favorite games. It's basically just a fancy way of asking questions. Okay? Let's go. Okay, question number one. What is a childhood moment you feel that really defined you? It doesn't have to be like childhood. Childhood, it can be like maybe before moving here or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'd say a childhood moment or like not even one specific moment that really defined me was, so I grew up with a single mom. She's my world. Shout out to Mama G. But yeah, so I grew up with a single mom and I started playing football when I was like in fifth grade and my football coach really like stepped in to be like my father figure for most of my life. And he basically taught me like everything that I needed to know about being a man. But unfortunately, when I was like 15, he passed away. And I think that that was one of the biggest defining moments for me um, in my youth because it was just like, I mean, not only was it like really tough, like adversity, hardship at such a young age, but um, I still like my best friend, his son, uh, we talk about him all the time, and it's still like a thing where, you know, like carrying his legacy yeah. just means so much. So um, I pride myself on everything that he taught me. But yeah, it's, I'd say like just him coming into my life as a young man, as a as like a kid, and then into being a really young man, still a kid, low key, fifteen. But I'd say that that's a defining moment for my childhood. How old are you now? Don't worry about. Did it. you just did you say it already in this podcast? I no, like- I didn't. Maybe no. Yeah, I did. I'm 27. Yeah, I was like, wait, I think you already <laughs> said that. 
Um, love that. I actually figured, I like when I put that down, I thought you were going to say that. Really? So I would have guessed that, yeah. Well, okay, number two, what is your favorite book? My favorite, the Bible. Okay, besides that, <laughs> all right. Earlier I was at a connect and they were like, what music do you listen to? And I was like, besides the loads of worship music. <laughs> besides like, besides like, the, the like, Zoe B-O-K yeah. no, EP. Like, yeah, for real. Um, no, I'd say um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That book was huge for me. I read that book and it really just changed my entire like outlook on finances and just like adulting. Um, shout out to Andrew Martz. Like we were talking about him earlier. He's, he put me what on that guy. book and he, I really get like all my reading lists from him. He's probably like one of the most intelligent dudes I know. Yeah, he's and also like, like the coolest guy. We were actually just talking about him. Yeah, yeah. Literally living legend. And so like the other day I was at Barnes and Noble cause I'm like big on actually buying hard copy books. Um, I love audio books, but I'm pretty big on buying the hard copy books. And I was like walking around, like perusing for like 35 minutes. And I was like, I'm just going to text Andrew. And he went in on a list, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What is that it? book is incredible. Like, give me like a three, a 30 second bio of the book. Basically, it's just like a synopsis of like financial behavior. You know what I mean? Like there's this a dude who grew up and he had his real dad. And then he had a, a gentleman who was basically like a father figure to him outside of his biological father. And his real dad, his biological dad had what he refers to in the book, a poor man's mentality. And the man that raised him had a rich man's mentality. And bigger than just like financial status of like what's actually in your account, it's all starts with like a mentality. Like poverty mindset? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm and very passionate about this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, it all just like builds into behaviors and habits. And I'm like huge on habits right now. I'm like really putting an emphasis on my I am, habits. I am so glad that you are right now. It's the same. So we're going to talk about that. But yeah, that's amazing. I talk about poverty mentality stuff all the time. It's a mindset. It's way bigger than money. It's like every, it affects every aspect of your life. Okay. The last question is what is the best piece of advice you've ever given someone? So this is harder. I know this is why I almost told you before. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just think about it recent. The best piece of advice that I've ever given anybody is honestly, um, you know, I, I left my job at Paramount Pictures like six months ago or seven months ago, and I was actually just talking with one of my closest friends back home in Albuquerque. He's like a little brother to me, and he's killing it. He's like very financially stable. He's doing really well for himself, but he just is he's telling me the other day, he's like, I'm unhappy. And I just kind of shared with him that the reason why I left Paramount and don't get me wrong, Paramount's an amazing company and the people that I worked with there were amazing as well. But I just, at one point or another, just started to feel unhappy and <clears throat> not so much with the job, but just like kind of with the trajectory of my life. So just a full-blown conversation about like happiness and fulfillment is much more than like a dollar amount or so like don't sacrifice that for anybody or anything. You know what I mean? Like God calls you and, and you know what's like in your heart and in your soul of like what's going to make you happy. And I truly believe that like God's going to put you in those places, but he's also going to like put you in a moment where you're going to have to make a decision. Like, are you going to be complacent and chill or are you going to take the leap and like go for it? Because yeah. sometimes those moments are like super scary, but I'd say just go for it no matter what. Like never be afraid of those moments because they're so defining. But I agree. Yeah. Nico's Instagram is really motivational. Like, I feel like I'm listening to one of your Instagram stories right now. <laughs> like, actually. Okay, let's talk about work. I Can we talk about you leaving Paramount? Yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Um, so go more into, like, what you are doing now. Okay. Word. Like, this is, like, also, I feel like, again, I never see you anymore because you're years away at the Valley, which is actually, yeah. like, not even far from my house. But, Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. Basically, I left Paramount Pictures. I was doing like creative advertising there for two years. Um, it was an amazing job, but I just kind of had this moment after a while. I was actually like a long string of moments, like talking with Josh Anderson and Pastor Chad and all kinds of people where I was like, you know, this is amazing and this is a season, but I feel like the season's coming to an end. And I said that probably for like eight months. And then I went to Hawaii to see my dad get married. And when I was there, I was like cliff jumping and I almost drowned. Did like you really? I got, yeah, like I real life got like sucked under by this undercurrent and we were actually at the cliff where, and forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he like, oh, yeah. 
And I was like, we drove so far to get there. And I was like, I'm jumping off. And all these locals were like, no, the waves are really big. Like, don't go down there. And, and, then he did and it, I yeah. was just like, Psh, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> shirts off. I'm going. Like, went, jumped in. Then, yeah, they were right. And I got like sucked under. And I really, it was like, this is it. And not like over dramatic like no that was like no. i was underwater longer than i've ever thought possible that's terrifying that's yeah. my biggest fear and i came back out and i like come up and i'm like bleeding because i'm like getting thrown around in like rocks underneath the water and stuff and my dad standing on top of this cliff with my um stepmom and i'm like yo i almost died he's like yeah but you didn't and i'm like no but bro like i for real like I almost died and he's like yeah, but like you didn't. And I felt like that was just like the wake up call. Like in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, like I'm yeah. so fearful of leaving this job, like this financial stability. Like I'm so set here, but I'm so afraid to leave. But like, honestly, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like I'm going to die. Like that's actually the worst. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in which case, like, you know, so I left. It was like a six or seven month, like. It was tough. It was just like, yo, what is going on? I'm not not exactly sure. And then the first call I got for 2019 was like a buddy of mine, um, Andre Jenkins. He's the man. He's like a tour management legend. Um, somebody I've looked up to for a long time and have tried to work with for a while. And um, he just called me like literally first day of 2019 and was like, hey, can you go on tour? Dang. And I was like, when? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, it was that quick. Yeah, it was that quick. Wow. I was like, all right, well, how long are we gone? He's like, um, just under like seven or six weeks. And I'm like, bro, I've got 24 hours to not only like decide if I want to go, but like organize my life, like my ministry, my team, like, yeah. well, not my ministry, but the, no, you know, your the, team, under your the team that I'm on, making sure that everything's good. That was like my transition point into the valley. So kind of like had to delay that and just like, not only that, but just like, Talking to my roommates, like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to be gone for seven weeks. When? Tomorrow. Um, went on tour. And while I was on tour, we were in New York. Um, we were with this artist named Mick Jenkins. And he's amazing, too, by the way. You should listen to his music. But um, And he, like, loves God, too, which is also dope. But we're on tour. We're in New York. He sold out Irving Plaza while we're there. I meet these guys on social media. Like, I'm just kind of, like, cruising around, like, just on the Explore page in New York, I guess, and met these two dudes in the comments of a photo, started talking with them, and they were in L.A. when I got back doing a photo shoot. And for, like, this big artist they work with, I met up with them, and long story short, like, I got a job with them and been working with them for the last three and a half months, and I'm actually super pumped because I'm going for partner. Like, it went from, like, hey, like coming on part-time, doing a little bit of stuff here and there to full-time to now I'm like, yo, let's do this. Like, what is like your actual, like, what's like the position? So, I mean, it's a startup company. Okay. We we are a like full service marketing agency and creative agency, like with a focus on like, online, you yeah. know, a lot of social media. Um, our so main, it's digital? Yeah, okay. it's a lot of digital marketing. Our main niche is musicians, like musical artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a couple clients outside of that, like Rip Van Waffles, who we gave you those, yeah. you know, I sent you those waffles or whatever. They're and really then, good. Yeah, yeah, they're bomb. And then we work with a couple, like, people that are outside of the music industry as well, like, working on their marketing, their branding, and all their digital stuff, run all their socials and whatnot, but mainly musical acts. And so I was brought on as, like, an account manager and growth manager, so, like, very client-facing, just creative brainstorms, delivering of content, making sure they're good just kind of like checking in with them all the time, making sure that our creatives and like what we're doing are kind of translating full through, like full out from what the client wants to bringing it back to us for us to create it, it going live and the client being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it kind of just like evolved through that. Cause you know, I have like a lot of experience in production, um, touring, stuff like that. So I actually went full time after Coachella cause we had a producer dropout that we like outsourced. And I was like, all right, I'll go. It's kind of like an emergency where they're like, can you go? I'm like, yeah, of course I can go. Another thing where it was like, when? Tomorrow. Dang. Um, Hired one of my best friends who runs a production company called Space Visuals. They're incredible. We went down to Coachella the next day, shot this artist and just crushed it. Like, it was amazing. 
full access, like just everything she needed. She had like three sets down in Coachella and I came back and then her management team called and we're just thrilled. And so my bosses were like, yo, it's time to come full time. So I guess to answer the question quickly, like, what do I do? Account management, creative content, creative direction on the content and production. That's cool. Is this something you like always wanted to do? Or like, what did you think you were going to do when you were younger? Yeah, it's crazy. I was actually talking about this with with my boy Gato the other day, who's the artist that I manage. He's like, like the nicest person you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's so nice. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> um, So I was talking about this with him yesterday, actually. Like, when I was in college, I studied marketing and advertising. At Where U- did you go to school? Oh, you're UNM. literally saying yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're all good. I went to UNM. Shout out Albuquerque. Shout out to Lobos. I'm actually wearing a shirt for them right now. It's ironic. But um, yeah, so when I was like at school, I was studying marketing and advertising and I loved music because I was a dancer and I like Matt Gatto when he was 16 and I was 19. I was like, look, I'm going to manage you because I definitely was like, I'm going to be Scooter Braun. Like, that was my thing. I was like, I'm going to be Scooter Braun. Yo, shout out to Scooter Braun. Like one day when I'm working with him, especially if yep. you listen to this podcast or anybody who listens to this, you know, holler at your boy. Have you listened to the Q&A with Gary Vee and Scooter Braun? Yes. It's incredible. So, it's incredible. I have a good, I have a story that I'm going to tell you after we record about that one too, but yeah. anyways, continue. My, uh, actually like the two dudes who founded the company that I'm working for both worked for Gary Vee for like years. That's so incredible. they're legends. Gary's a legend for sure. Long story short. Yeah. This is definitely what I always prayed about and like envisioned for myself when I was in college was like, Hey, I'm going to work with artists. I want to work in marketing. Cause that's like what I studied. That's what I'm passionate about. And now out here in LA and having like our company is based in New York. So I pretty much just pull up and can work from wherever, which is amazing, yeah, especially cool. leaving Paramount. That was like a big thing. I was like, I want to just be able to like be wherever Not go to I want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also something with you too, is that all this stuff is like working out great now. But I think something very important to point out, even especially just in the sense of like, now at Zoe, you have a lot more leadership. Like he did, how long did you do load in and load out? Oh, uh, three years. <laughs> yeah. So he did load in and load out for three years. What time do you guys have to be there? Like 5am? Yeah. Yeah. So like for three years, he has a, we, it's a mobile church. So like you have to literally load everything in and load everything out. It's just what it sounds like for three years did that. Pastor Chad, you were his number one. Like when he talks about people, like when he talks about people, like things just not being handed to people and you have to like, you know, do your time or whatever. He's always like, look at Nico. He ran load and load out for three years. Yo, I remember because I like when the church started, I was doing production with Luke Brenton Van Graal, who was like our first worship leader. And that was awesome because that's like the gray zone. Like, that's what I love production. Mm-hmm. Hence why, like, I work in it now. And then built up the team and it was so strong. It was like this well oiled machine. And then Pastor Chad was like, hey, would you to take over load in and load out? And you were like, oh, yeah. I remember just being like, uh, okay. And then, like, absolutely just dreading it at certain points but having talks with not only him but other mentors of mine being like I know that this is going to be worth it and not even worth it in the sense of like it's going to add to something and I'm going to like put in my work to get here but just like worth it for me and God like this is where God has me this is where God's placed me like I'm going to give it 110% like be happy about it and not even I mean I did it for three years but like years two and three are like I loved it yeah. like leaving it to go to run production again at the Valley location was almost like, what? Like, I love this though. And it was like, you know, time to, time to take it to the next level. But yeah, I love those load in and load out guys and girls. We had lady legends on the squad. Bailey, of course. Bailey, Perla. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I forget about that. Yeah. That, yeah. See, not me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you were like, like, you were around, but yeah. yeah, I was like there and I saw it happening, but I was just busy doing other things, you know? Yeah, you were crushing it. There's a lot of other things that needed to be done. There's many, many things. Starbucks and I'm just kidding. Yeah, but those like 5 a.m. mornings are like 11 30 12 o'clock at night like loadouts when like the squad was light i'd say those moments like formed me to like be the the person that i am today like almost more than anything else it's like it just defines yes. character oh, on another 100% level 100 there i don't know who all of us right now all of our friends are like really on this discipline kick and we we're i don't know who what who said this but we we're talking about how like people will get in situations like that and people 
so often they'll be like, okay, I'm here. I know I'm supposed to be here, like in a load in, load out thing. And they'll be there for four months and think they've done their time. And it's like, you literally did it for three years. Like that's saying something. Then you look at people who are like, literally did it for four or five months. And then they're like running to other things or think they're too good for it or whatever. And like, basically there's two types of people in the world. And it's like that it's, it's like a self-discipline and character thing. And I think it's a maturity and ownership of your life. Like this is like, such a small thing, but it is, it's like serving at the same time. Like it's like doing that. Like this is the team that no one really was like, people love like other teams. Basically, this is like a harder team to be on. So it's like a lot of other people will literally do it for four months. So doing it for three years is like, re- that's really saying something like you're dedicated. Yeah. I like Thank joke. You. I would, I, I'm not actually like, Oh, I won't do anything just so everyone knows, but seriously. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, like guys like Josh Anderson, even, you know, going back to Andrew Martz again, um, Pastor Chad, there's just people in my life, the Ryan Truax that, you know, really came in Ryan. and kept me in there. You know what I mean? In those moments where it was like, this is like we said, it's going to form your character like on another level. It's going to, you know, those moments where you like feel like you're going to crumble, like that's when you can't pull out. And that's, I think, just like life in general. I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors and it was like, if you pull out of this, you're going to be a, sh- the, a shell of the man that you're supposed to be. And it was like, no, this is the definition of like the difference between a hot pocket leader and the crock pot. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, do you want to just be zapped into a leader and like a, like a hot pocket, like you put a hot pocket into the microwave for a minute or whatever. And it, yeah, it's a food, it's a meal, but it has no nutritional value. It provides like <laughs> nothing to anybody in the long run, but it's like no value. Yeah, exactly. And then it's just like, it's here and it's there, but like a crock pot, you know, like my mom would cook on the crock pot all the time when I was yeah. young. And it's like, she's cooking it. It's like 16 hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That meat is like soaking all, in all the flavor, like staying in there and I mean, obviously, like, to just go with the illustration, like, that would probably be painful. You know what I mean? Be in, like, the same hot setting for 16 hours, but you're, like, soaking it all in and you're able to provide so much more. And even beyond, like, being able to provide so much more for anybody else, it just provided so much more for me. Mm -hmm. And I thank God and I thank Pastor Chad and Josh Anderson and all the people that were, like, a part of that because— I literally wouldn't change it for the world. Like I still love ledges. I saw the truck the other day. I gave it a hug. I was like at (laughs) the pastor's gathering. I uh, helped like load out and it was like fun to me. I was like, this is amazing. And everyone like there's a bunch of new faces on that squad now. And they were just like, who are you? (laughs) Who is this dude? And I still have keys to that truck. So (laughs) So you can still take it back if you want. Shout out. Okay. Let's start with things we've been learning. So I had Nico come prepared with three slash four things that he has been learning and that I have three as well. And we're just going to kind of go back and forth. So do you want to start first since you're the guest? Yeah. The first thing that I've like really been pressing into and learning right now, especially like over the just the course of 2019 is patience. I feel like that was like one of like my key words for the year, which is staying patient. And like what we talked about earlier, like whether it was with load in and load out um, or whether it was like working for Knox, you know, all of these different things have come through just staying patient and sticking in the grind. And it's like, I'm in it for the long game. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a part of Zoe church just to do this for a little bit. I'm not yeah. a part of a connect group to be here for a little bit. I'm not a part of Knox media to be here for like a little bit. I'm not, Nothing. I don't want anything in my life that I'm really, really dedicating myself to, to be for a little bit. Like Gato and I, I've been with him for eight years now. It's like, Mm. he ain't go. you know, neither of us are going anywhere. You know, these dreams, these goals, you got to be in it for the long game. Yeah. Because if you're in it for the short and the quick, it ain't going to last. All right, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about ritual. So we all want to do the right thing and keep our bodies healthy in the long run. You guys know me. I'm super into like health and fitness and taking care of myself. I'm always at Hot Pilates and I'm eating really, really clean. But at the end of the day, you still need your vitamins. So even with doing all of that, we're still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. And so this is why we need Ritual. Ritual is the obsessively researched vitamin for women. So Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food. So there's two easy to take 
capsules that provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. You can also take them on an empty stomach. This is my favorite thing about them because in the morning, I will have, you know, my hot lemon water. It's just my daily routine, like a smoothie or whatever. I'm someone normally who has to take a vitamin with like a full meal, like if I was like having like lunch or something. And I just don't want to have to do that. It's super annoying, but I can have Ritual on an empty stomach and feel totally fine. So that is my favorite thing about Ritual. So again, they have their no nausea capsule design that's gentle on an empty stomach. And there's also mint in every single bottle to keep things fresh. So you don't get that gross fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. For all the obsessive label readers, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the world to see. So it's amazing. Ritual's also delivered. It's a subscription that is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. So it's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month, no strings attached. Guys, you're spending money all the time. It's literally $1 a day to invest into your health. I think that's one of the best things that you can invest into is yourself, specifically your health. So I think that $1 a day is so, so worth it. So better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash I love you to start your ritual today. Again, that is 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash I love you. R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U. Let me know if you guys pick them up. They're the absolute best. And let's get back to the episode. Even with yourself too, it's like, there's so many things. It's like, I'm here, I'm committed, but it's also like being committed to yourself. So like, that's something that I've been like this summer, talking about like routines and stuff. Like I've been on a new level. Like I've always been pretty self-disciplined. Like I've always worked out. I've always like whatever, but even to a new level where now I have like a new like love for like wellness and a new, like I'm like actually interested in like learning about what I'm eating and stuff like that. It's like being committed. I was talking again to a friend about this the other day and it was like, I like with friendships in my life, I'm like, I do friendships like a little bit different, which can like very, very, very rarely get me in trouble, but it's worth it. It's like, when I'm in someone's life, I make like a decision. I'm like, okay, we're friends. And that's like a decision that I've made. It's not based off of like, it's not based off of like what you do or whatever. Obviously, because I do that, I normally pick very well. And I'm like very, very not uptight, but like I'm, and I don't want to say exclusive either. And I don't mean that. And like, I, oh, it's an exclusive thing, whatever. But I am very like aware of who I'm letting around me, especially right now. I'm yeah. like even more because I'm like, I'm developing, like I'm 21. I'm like in a very like pivotal moment. I'm learning a lot, especially in like the program that I'm in. I'm like, I'm just being very intentional with like who I'm around. So it's like, I'm committed to like knowing the things that you're committed to is one, probably like the number one thing in this. But it's like, I'm committed to like, my church, my job, my friends, my leadership. Like there's nothing really in my life that I would just like dip out on, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's all just like you said, in- intentionality. Like mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of habits are you trying to like sow into your life? Because so I'm like reading this book by Stephen Covey right now. What is it? Um, it's called The Seven Habits, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. Incredible book. And it's just like you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you, you know, you reap character, you sow character, and you reap destiny. And yeah. so, like, I love that idea that he talks about, you know, from that quote is just, like, I want to sow these habits as, as often as I can, you know, because that's creating my character. And if I continue to sow and build into that character, then I'm going to reap, like, my destiny. And I love the last sermon series that we were in, the DTR, Mm -hmm. defining the relationship. It's like pivotal and important at any age. You know, I'm 27, you're 21. I wish I was more selective at 21 with who I was spending my time with. I was pretty selective, but at the same time, like, I just got saved. I was kind of like wilding. Yeah. But 27 is now, like, even more so. It's like, do I want new friends? Of course. Do I want to be around people? All the time. But the people that I'm, like, really allowing to influence and, like, have a seat at the table in my life, if you will, like, you need to be really cautious with that. I feel like you're really good about that. Like, I feel like you—how do you do that in a way that's not, like—because even when I'm, like, obviously exclusive is not the word, but, like, how how do you decide— or I guess maybe like what qualities do you look for in people? For me personally, like it has nothing to do with age. So like we'll start there. 
has nothing to do with age. Just because somebody's older than you doesn't all of a sudden give them like the right to speak into your li- into your life. That's really good. Yep. You know, even like there's, I mean, we have so many like killer le- le- leaders yeah. across you know our lives, whether it's at our church or you know other leaders and mentors that you know um, that are killing the game for other people. I don't really know. I think it just is kind of like you feel it. You just yeah. know when you're nowhere. Um, I agree. And you know where you're just like, okay, cool. Like before I even met Pastor Chad. I already knew that like this dude and I, we were going to connect, we were going to click. And I knew that I could be mentored or pastored by somebody like him. Um, when I meet somebody new and that they're around on a consistent basis, it's kind of just like everybody always gives themselves away. So if you have whether, and that's good or bad, you know what I mean? Their, their agenda and their intentions are going to come out like sooner than later. You know what I mean? Like you and I, we became friends. You were just like coming to connect group all the time, like yeah. faithful to the connect group. Um, there's other people that are faithful to the connect group, but you're just like, you could just feel it. You're like, all right, yeah. cool. Like, I don't want to use like the weird vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm not super like into that vocabulary, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just think bigger than anything. It's just like, you feel it yeah. and people reveal it. I was just telling, I was talking to Ryan about this the other day, which one of my points will go back to this conversation, but I was like, I just know when I'm supposed to invest in a relationship versus when I'm not. And like I said, I'm a very all in friend. Mm -hmm. So I don't even want, like, I don't want to be like half in something. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's just like, then I'll keep it at like, oh my gosh, how are you? Like, I see them on Sundays and they're amazing. It's just like, I know it's not for me and I don't want to waste either of our time. And I don't want to be like, like, if I can't be a great friend, then I'm like, there's not really, you know. Yeah. Well, there's no point in doing anything like half-heartedly or whatever. Yeah. And it's also like you have, you have like something, each one of us has something to protect. So it's like, you have to just be so careful. And it doesn't mean that they're, they're like a bad person and you're a bad person. It's just that like some things are just not meant to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, I think also you'll see what kind of investment they're trying to pour in as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. There's plenty of friends or acquaintances, you know, that I think the world of. They're great people, 100%. It just doesn't really, like, develop or blossom into, like, this super tight relationship because yeah, generally because one or both of us is not really investing the time. Yeah. Okay. So my thing that I put, it kind of goes to a bunch of things. I had, I just came back from Bethel Conference, so I have a lot of things of things to say. How was that? How it was, was that? incredible. Yeah. This will be point number three. I'll talk more about it. But <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. No, but it was just like the idea. And this is something that Joe and I actually used to say all the time, but it's like you either believe it or you don't. And then it's like you either are or you aren't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's essentially like along the lines of like stop wasting time. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't have, I couldn't have less time to like waste more time. Like there's just not, Mm -hmm. there's nothing in my life, especially now I'm like, I think being on summer break, I've been able to like really like focus on like kind of taking more self inventory and like really focus on like who I like kind of, yeah, I guess just like taking self inventory and like focusing on who I'm around, who I'm with, who I am, like whatever. And I was like, I just don't have time to waste. And like, almost like, this is such a like Christian thing, but it's like a season of like preparation. Like, I really feel like that is what I'm in. And like, I don't want to, I almost brought this up in your last point. And I've brought this up multiple times in the podcast. It's a quote by Christine Kane. I butcher it every time, but it's like, you don't want the light that's shining on you to be bigger than the light that's shining in you. Cause then you'll like fall and crash and burn. And it's like, I never want that to happen. And I want to be like fully prepared. So if that means like letting go of dead weight in my life, whether that be habits, routines, thought patterns, things that I do say, people that I'm with, like whatever it is, places that I go, it's like, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Like, I don't want to ever be like, I could have done more or I could have not done more and more so like I could have been more, you know? And if it's like, you're, I'm like, I just don't have time to like waste time. Like I just don't, even with like my like best friends, I was like, okay, this like, and it's never like when I say like, oh, we're not talking about this. I feel like so often people just assume we're talking, like I say like people, but it's like also there's a maturity there to where like, that's like, we're already like far ahead of that. Like, it's not even like talking about like, obviously we're not going to talk about like people. It's like, there's no like, talking poorly about yourself there's no like just random things you're like oh I don't know or maybe or I hope it's like no like you're like what you speak out actually makes a huge difference and it makes a huge difference with like your thought patterns and like 
also how you speak affects everyone around you. So if you aren't doing it for you, start just doing it for the people around you. And eventually like things will change, like things shift by your language. So basically I just have no time to waste time completely stopped wasting time. And I literally, I will say too, I am the happiest I think I've ever been in my life and I'm the best I've ever been. Like, yeah, same. Yeah. Let's go. Like ever. And I'm 100%. like, it's crazy. Like even the other day they were like, Kenzie, I've never seen you. And like, I don't think I even realized it until like, literally I was, it was like last week. I don't even remember. Like eight people told me that in one day. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, it's just like, I'm shifting things and like, I got rid of all the dead weight in my life. Like yeah. that's what it was. And you start to like, it, it starts to project outwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just see it on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can. And then once people start acknowledging it, you're like, oh, dang. Yeah. Like was, you kind of start to look exactly. around and you're like, oh, dang, you know what? Then I think about it and then, I'm like, you're right. But you endorse that. And once you endorse it, like God's just going to continue to do more. Cause it's like, instead of being like, oh, I stopped saying like, oh, this is so crazy. Like, I can't believe this is happening. No, I can believe it's happening because God yeah. is good. And these are the dreams and goals that I've had in my life. And I've like worked really hard to get here. And I love just the idea of not wasting time. I mean, time and wasting time is all perspective, right? Like you can look at everything, like everything has purpose. Everything has a specific place for you to grow you and shape you, whether that's like a relationship that went poorly or a job that you didn't like, or, you know, a financial loss or whatever it may be, like all of those things, like in a lot of ways, we'd be like, dang, what a waste of time. But also if you shift your perspective, it could be like, dang, I learned so much from that. But again, going back to Stephen Covey, like Dude is a legend. You know, he talks about this idea of private victories precede public victories. So I need to be like really wise with my time and my habits and like, what am I doing? Like you said, whether that's like cutting out the dead weight and that's not necessarily even just people that's thought patterns, that's habits. Good. You know, if they're bad, this is how I know too. I feel like I've also said this a million times, but I feel like I've matured seven years in the past few months, especially like relationally, just like friendship wise, like whatever it is. But that's how I know too, because when I think of dead weight and when I think of things that I'm letting go of, it isn't even people anymore because that's just such an obvious or like things like not talking poorly. It's like my thinking is so much higher than that. So it's like so much it's so much more than people. And it's like, I feel like I'm being like brought to like a new level because I'm thinking at a new level. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to do number two? Yeah, let's go with it. Oh, I love this. I love this. So actually I was having this conversation with Pastor Chad the other day and he just like, well, he hit me up on a voice memo and was just like, oh, continue to always do this and never forget to always like live to the level of your calling and not to the level of your title. And I just love that so much because it's like we all have goals and dreams and aspirations, but bigger than goals and dreams and aspirations, like, I mean, I pray that you know what you're called to. Yeah. And if you don't, I pray that that gets revealed to you sooner than later. I'm very confident that I know what my calling is. And although I'm not like at the level of my calling yet, like I strive and work to live at that level every day. And that just kind of like feeds back into those like habits, the intentionality. Where am I spending my time? How am I spending my time? What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Um, Being committed to things, being in it for the long run, like it all feeds into the greater good, like the greater calling, like what's at the end of the day. That's like the whole concept of the long game is like I can't function off of like what's right now. I got to function and live from from the bliss, like from the blessing from the victory, from like the calling, you know what I mean? So I just, I've been really focused on that concept lately. I love that. That, I feel like all of ours are kind of tying in together right now. Um, Okay. Number two, I have to give a little backstory because it kind of sounds a little bit harsh and I'll admit (laughs) it is a little bit harsh, but let's go. Yeah. I don't, I like, I don't know. I mean, it's harsh towards like myself. It's not like harsh towards someone else, but not in like a bad way, you know, whatever. (laughs) So, like I said, I was at Bethel Conference this weekend. I went with my good friend, Kat. What a girl. And she was gone. And Kat, I was, the one that I know. Yeah, Caitlin, okay. whatever. Her real name's Caitlin, you know that, right? Oh, okay. Isn't yeah. that weird? I mean, not really, I guess. Oh, well, I just don't see her as a Caitlin at all. Like, it's yeah. weird to me. Anyways, and it's spelled differently than, like, Caitlin. It's, like, not the normal one. Yeah. Does that I guess, happen with anyone? Like, no? I mean, no. It's oh. like... if Okay, if a name... if Okay, so if it's Caitlin and Caitlin spelled two different ways it's two completely different names to me 
And hers is spelled differently. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kate would be like pretty good shorthand for it. Yeah, see. Like Kenzie, short for Mackenzie, Nico, short for Nikolai. Like, that's a little different though. But Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, Kat. well. Anyways, it, it anyways. Really Kat, you're a legend. Yes. So we were talking, or I was on FaceTime with Ryan Canerney, and he was just like, I don't know, we were just having like a good conversation. And I was talking about like, like, we were just talking about like taking self inventory and like, how important it is and like who you're investing your time in and who you're like, who you're investing your time in, what you're investing your time in, what you're spending your own time doing, whatever. And I was talking to him and I was like, it's just crazy because I would not consider myself ever someone to have like a low self-esteem or like low confidence. Like I wouldn't, I've always been like pretty comfortable with myself. I've always been like, no, I know what I deserve. But I think, I don't think, I know that I will like, I don't know, like not abuse grace, but like I will give, I don't think you can ever give too much grace, but I don't think you need to give more opportunities for things to happen again. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So like you can, like you can give as much grace and forgiveness as you want, but like that doesn't mean you have to give like another chance. You know what I'm saying? So I was talking to Ryan and I was like, it's just crazy because it was like, and like this sounds so horrible. It really does. But I was like, how... I think about it too in like contracts that I've turned down the past few months. Like I've been without a manager for like six months, which is a long five months, which is like a very long time for me. And I've just been like turning, I don't know, just like turning a bunch of things down. And I like just came to this realization and I was like, how low of myself do I have to think to like put myself in like these situations? So whether that be a bad like relationship, a bad contract, just like a bad, basically anything. I was like, it all goes back to like how you're viewing yourself. And it's just crazy because I was like, I don't ever think it was that. I think more so than anything, I'm like just trying to like make everyone happy. But it was like more than just making anyone happy. I was like, it's not good because it's not good for anyone involved. And it was just like looking at myself and it's like, I know that I have a huge calling in my life. Like I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know like I have the best friends in the world. I have the best family. Like so much support but I was like it's just crazy that like I will still find myself putting myself in positions where it's like I clearly like what am I doing you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so I think it's just been a shift in like I don't know I guess it's not like self-worth but it's I I guess it is it's like you have to see yourself like when you're talking about calling it's like living up to that standard already like it's not like oh we'll see if we get there it's like no I already know like I can walk it out now you know and it's like I'm not gonna like make decisions that hurt that anymore you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely and I mean we all go through growth processes right and it's it's funny because we so like we can give like I can sit here and look at you and be like Kenzie you're killing it like so proud of you I've seen you grow so much like you have such a calling on your life and look at situations you know if I was like privy to them be like why are you doing this to yourself you know what I mean but it's a lot harder to have that kind of like (laughs) reflection for your own self or like even that own self-talk of like when I was younger you know 23 or 24 like I could give like the best like motivational like pep talk to like my best friends Mm -hmm. you'd be going through something and then you know I'd face something and I couldn't talk myself you know talk myself up or like out of a situation and so I think it's just like giving yourself the grace to grow like yeah you're just growing and you're learning and nothing's you know nothing's like a, a waste you know what I yeah, mean yeah that's like, what I was about to say I'm like everything it's like and like this has been like a few things it's not like one but it's also like every time I'm not glad that I did it but I'm like I like who I am now so much more because not, of it yeah because of it and it's not because of like I didn't ever not like myself like I don't mean this to be like a very like bad depressing thing but it's like I like, I love who I've become through it and how I've handled it and how I've grown. Yeah. And it's cool to see because I'm like, there are situations that like you would think would really bother me. And I literally like, I don't really care at all. And it's like crazy to see like so much growth in such a short period of time. Like it's just wild. I don't know. But it all really does come from like how you view yourself. And like, there's a difference. Like you can know know who you are and you can know your calling you can know all of that but there's a difference between knowing it and like walking it out and I was like I think that I was just like I don't know like I was putting myself I was doing things that I would have done I don't I don't know how to describe it like I was just doing stupid things that like I just didn't need to do that like when I finally was like what am I doing and then I got out of it I'm like like everyone's like there's a reason you're so much happier now and I'm like I know because I'm like not being an idiot anymore you know yeah I mean 
like I said, such is life, like just growing up and, you know, getting older and realizing more about yourself and realizing more about God and getting in closer relationship with God and yourself. You know, like you have self-talk, like one of my closest friends that I grew up with, he asked me a question like probably a year ago and it like impacted me so much was just like, when's the last time that you just looked at yourself or and said like, Nico, I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? Even through all of, because you have so often said like, Kenzie, what are you doing? You know, this, that, or the third, like kind of beating yourself down. But when you've come out of those moments or when you're like really crushing it, when, when's the last time that you like affirmed yourself? You know what I mean? Now I'm like, wow, I love it. Like now I'm like, I feel so good. And I'm so like, proud of myself but it's it's really not it's just kind of like I think with myself too I have to like ask that those questions to kind of like not like a shock myself but kind of be like okay seriously like step it up yeah well of course you got to keep everything as checks and balances right but at the end of the day like when God looks at you you know what God says yeah exactly so it's sticking to like who said it you know like it's sticking to, to that that thought process and that idea of like who you know who is speaking these things in your life. Like at the end of the day, like it's got to be God. You got to just be going off the truth that God says to you and not the lies of the enemy trying to like take you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I want to hear, or what's number three? This one, I mean, we just kind of been talking about it the entire time, but just habits, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we've talked about habits and self-discipline, but furthermore, like some of the habits that have been really focused on for me personally right now have been like, have you ever heard of Aesop's Fables? No. Okay. Wait, actually, I think so. I don't know what it is. Okay. So it's just like a bunch of different stories that have like illustrations of like life meaning. Okay. And actually Stephen Covey like referenced uh, one of Aesop's Fables of like this goose that's laying the gold, like golden eggs. And basically there's a farmer who has a goose and long story short, like he wakes up in the morning and there's a golden egg and... He, like, can't believe it, and he goes and gets it appraised, and it's, like, solid gold, and so he's, like, rich. And he wakes up the next morning, and there's another golden egg. And he wakes up the next morning, and there's another golden egg. And he, he, every morning he wakes up, and there's just keep, like, there's a new golden egg every single morning. So this dude is just getting, like, super rich. He's, like, balling out of control. and <laughs> Balling out of control. Love balling that. out of control. Then he gets so greedy that he goes and kills the goose thinking that there's just like golden eggs inside the goose so he's like trying to get to the golden eggs Mm -hmm. quicker i mean and then obviously there's like it's just the inside of a goose like it's kind of nasty to think about but (laughs) there's no golden eggs so basically it's like not shortchanging the process and understanding that like yes we have like it's it's good to be conscientious of the production or the product that you want, like, you know, you're grinding, you're going hard, you know, whether it's your podcast or whether it's like serving on team or building these relationships with your friends and you're after the golden egg, you know, you're after that, like, aha, like good moment. Like I worked so hard at the end of the week. Now, you know, we've accomplished this for this client or we just had an amazing service or whatever it may be, but like focusing on the production capability, AKA like, you produce golden eggs, but you need to also like focus on your capacity and your capability to produce the golden eggs. So what I'm trying to say is like, instead of just focusing on the product and the end goal all the time, focusing on like, what is allowing me to produce golden eggs, right? What is allowing me to get to these places? For me, like non-negotiable habits, gym, I have to go to the gym every day if I'm not in the gym you go to the gym really early it's yeah. really impressive <laughs> I'm trying to get like the rock you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. not like size wise like it's physically impossible for me like <laughs> dude is huge but um like I need to do that it's like cleansing for me same that's how I am with working out I have to work out every day or else yeah. I'll go crazy it's like mentally like I'm just like a way nicer person yeah. when I get I'm a sweat I'm so much better yeah. when I work out yeah <laughs> yeah another thing church like I have to be in yeah. church like it's not it's not necessarily just a thing where it's like, oh, I need to like serve. Like, no, I need to like go and receive and like be in community and I'm blessed because like the job that I have allows me to travel. But even that, it's like being intentional with like what is going to, to allow the machine to like run and produce more. What is in when I say the machine, like what is going to make me 
like set me up for success. That's these non-negotiable habits and like pressing into those. So I used to just be super busy when I was young, like in college, I was just like busy almost for the sake of like being busy. That's the biggest thing here is being busy for the sake of being yeah. busy. Yeah. And again, going back to like nothing's a waste, like it taught me how to juggle, taught me a lot of things. But now I look at my schedule and it's like, I would say I'm not busy. I, I just have a full life and I'm blessed to have that. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that like that's a gift. And with that, though, it's like I need to be very, very intentional with making sure that I can produce those golden eggs, produce good quality work. And that's like by reading, by going to the gym, by having my spiritual time with God, whether that's at church or quiet time in the morning or or whenever I can get it, you know, not like whenever, but, you know, I, I set up times and set up moments for my habits that will allow me to just be a better version of me. So like, even on the way here, you know, I literally like didn't, like I got some phone calls, didn't answer the phone. It was like very intentional. Like I'm not going to answer the phone because like I just needed to unplug. And like it's really beautiful outside today. Just kind of like enjoy the scenery of like living in L.A. Like sometimes I'll drive to the beach, whatever it may be. So really taking care of instead of just like this constant grind to get get said golden egg is like taking care of yourself. It's like goes back to like what refuels you and rest and like rest isn't laziness. Rest, I could do an entire episode on why rest is so important. I learned that the hard way, but it's also, it's like what refuels you and like you're going to burn out and then you won't be able to like produce any of that. So it's not going to matter at the end of the day. My last thing is just kind of the responsibility of a platform. When we were at Bethel Conference this weekend, I was like looking around and for some reason, it's crazy. The whole like real story behind it is wild, but I looked around and for some reason I was like, I'm going to Google how many like people how many people the microsoft theater seats and they have like what the grammys there or something right yeah so but they also have bethel and like hillstone conference there and i looked around and like the room is huge there's so many people the sbs are there like yeah yeah. there's so many things and i was like there was 7100 people like it sits 7100 people and i'm like i've had an audience of bigger than that since i was 16 like that's actually crazy when you like put that in perspective because i don't really think that way and also like it's different now because like I don't hang out with like influencer friends. I mean, I actually, I do, but like on a day-to-day basis, like my best friends in the world who like live here are not like, they don't even really like Sav literally didn't even realize that like my YouTube was like a real thing until probably January. Like she literally <laughs> probably, she thought I was making videos in my like, she thought this was like a joke. Yeah. She thought it was like a joke. Like she, and then she, now she gets recognized. Like it's not, I don't know. I think it is. It wasn't that I didn't take it seriously. It was just that like, I think this weekend, especially, I was like, oh my gosh, like being able to see that like tangibly and see how many people were affected at that conference. I'm like, I've had a way bigger platform than that for literally what, like how old am I? 21, five years. Like that's crazy. So it's just like the responsibility of a platform and like not, not that I really do this, but it just kind of inspired me to like use it even better and to like only be like to be putting out things that are like really like my biggest thing is that like health overall. So it's like emotional, spiritual, like wellness, fitness, like personal development, like that sort of stuff. So it's like, just, I don't know. It just like really inspired me. And also looking at that, I was like, that is so crazy. Like when I looked around, cause I was like, that's like Instagram likes, that's not even like actually like who's like listening or who's watching. Mm-hmm. Like that's really crazy when you put it in perspective and not that I was taking it for granted, but just like, I don't think I really realized the like weight of it until this weekend. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's like actually wild. And then I think about it and I'm like, that's like not like even like Zoe on a weekend. Like that's crazy. Like when I really put that in perspective and I was like, wow, I need to like, not that I need to like be better, but it just like gave me a more like, not like even direction, just more of like, I'm like so grateful, but also it's like, there is a responsibility with that. And I don't want to be someone who's using it and like leading people astray or like, like just doing things or like sharing things that just aren't right or aren't like bettering anyone or like sharing or like being like honest and open and stuff. Like there's so many things that like I could share, but I don't because I'm just like, I shouldn't. But also like, there's also like so much healing that comes from other people's like stories and testimonies. So things like I have shared a lot, but I also haven't shared a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's a lot of things that I'm like, I could definitely do, but yeah, I don't know. Just the responsibility of a platform. Like I've just been thinking about it and like using mine better and yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. But like looking around, that was wild. Like it was really crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
like the whole concept of like influencer, quote mm-hmm. unquote, in like 2019 is a little wild to me sometimes because I know people like, I mean, even people that like you reference, like somebody like Ryan Kinerney or even like Quentin um, are, you know, countless people that we have as mutual friends that we could name off that to me are more influential, you know, in the sake of like, what is actually like influence? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, are am I allowing you to like shape and speak into my life? And if I am, it's because I trust you. Pastor Chad talks about that all the time. It's like influence stems from trust. Mm-hmm. And so people that are like tuned in to you and t- whether it's your podcast or your Instagram or whatever it may be, they trust you. And so really stewarding that well means yeah. everything. And I remember when, when I'd like probably like a year or two after I discovered Gatto and we were working together, I was 20, 21. He was like 18. And I remember my mentor, like in music at the time, we were like, oh, we're so ready to like be famous and like be blown up. No, not at all. Like literally praise God. (laughs) We were just so like, yo, we're ready for like this, like rapper, like rock star lifestyle that we thought we wanted. And we so often reference it now and like talk about it and laugh like, geez, like our lives would have fallen apart. Like had we had that kind of like power influence at that time. And we would have probably like represented ourselves and our families in a way that like we didn't want to. And um, just because of like where we were at in life at that time. And so, yeah, no, I love that. I love that you're thinking about that, especially with somebody who has like the following that you do. It's very, very important for you to steward that well. Even with like I only post and I was thinking about this and I'm like, I only post certain friends. Like I really do only spend my time with the people that I post like for the most part. But like I have like a set amount of people that I will like, there's a reason that Ryan is always on this stuff because he's someone that I'm like, he has so much to say. Like he is such a, like he is like at the core of who he is, like an incredible person. Like I have, not only is it like my influence, but it's like, I'm able to like, with other people it's like would I be I just have to think like am I proud I don't know how to say it. like am I proud of like who they are it's basically an extension of you you know yeah, what I exactly. mean exactly so like, like, would I like back this person up I have to like really be considerate and it's like I don't want a bunch of random people anyway it's just for the sake of like videos it's kind of like a sitcom people watch there's like characters at that point so it's like mm-hmm. they know the same people but I don't ever want to like promote someone that I'm not like Yes, like this person, like if they were to like somehow blow up or whatever, I would be like, absolutely, that's incredible. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like people who I think like just deserve more influence, you know? So like, there's a reason I post the people that I do. And I don't think I even, I don't think I really did that intentionally to start off with, but now I'm- It just kind of happened. Yeah, and I've gone through and it's like, I don't want to be that person that only follows a hundred people on Instagram, but like, I kind of want to be that person because like, I don't want to, I don't want to follow and have- all these people just on my feed. It's such a small thing, but like I went through and like I was following like 850 people last night. I'm following like 400 now. I'm like, I could still go. And then it just gets to the point of like, there's people who will like throw a fit or like think they're unfollowing for some reason when really it's like not that deep, but it's just like also who you're allowing influence you. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what you look at and what you listen to, it's like what shapes you, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, we talk about it. It's like the quote, show me your friends or show your future. Well, if you like show me what you're reading and you show me what you're listening to and what you're looking at, you can see your future in that as well. You know what I mean? And so platform and who you're allowing to be on your platform is huge. I mean, they think, I mean, go church. Like it's the exact same thing, right? Like they're not just, church is not just going to put some random, some random person that like maybe is charismatic or whatever for the sake of putting them on, platform with a microphone like no like so it represents zoe at that point or represent, yeah any yeah, yeah wh- whichever church like it it represents you it represents zoe it represents what who whatever platform is being shared it needs to be shared well and and stewarded well because the fact that like i'm not about to like put someone on anything that i'm doing who's wilding out mm-hmm. you know like i have a few of like my closest friends that i grew up with that it's not like a hiding it thing by any means, but I'm just not going to like go and promote 
something that they're doing. Like even some of my like close friends that work in the music industry, like they have certain singles that drop and I'm like, dude, I literally cannot post like the, the name yeah. of this song yeah. on my story. And I don't even have a huge following. I'm just not going to do that. Cause yeah. it's like some super explicit like name, like, dude, I'm so happy that you released single and I'm of course going to support you in every way. Cause like you're my friend and I care about you and I want to see you succeed. But for me personally, it's just not going on my platform. Yeah, it just goes to what you promote. Like, yeah. it's really big. And I think that's the thing. Like, everyone has a platform. It's not like you don't have to have, like, numbers on the screen to have a platform. Even without Could be social one. media. Like, literally, it's like an audience of one. Like, honestly, every single person has influence, too. Like, not to be cheesy. But, like, seriously, like, you talk about people like Ryan or people like Quentin, even. Like, it's like they are so influential to every single person Absolutely. that's around them. So it's like, goes back to that. But we have been talking for so long, so we really need to wrap up. Yep. But this is great. I'm glad that you came on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, where can they find you? You can find me on all socials at Nico G. Ivanoff. It's kind of like a weird name to spell, but. I'll have it in the show notes. Yeah. Throw that down. Perfect. For sure. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a very nice review, subscribing to the podcast, following us on Instagram, joining the secret Facebook group, all of that stuff. I'm going to have Nico's Instagram down below as well. His Instagram is a good follow because it's very uplifting, encouraging. He always has like a good thought to add. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.